My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Welcome to the pod again for the second time. <laughs> again for the first time, which is the second yeah. time. <laughs> Sophie May. Hi. Sophie. Stylish Details Events. My pal. My confidant. <laughs> you know, the you best know. wedding planner. Second best wedding planner. <laughs> I was going to say second LA. best. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. Um, so for those that haven't heard the other pod, which is awesome awesome and they should listen to it for those who haven't listened to that podcast tell us a little bit about you so I'm a wedding planner and designer based in Orange County but we also do weddings in LA Palm Springs New York and Hawaii so ladies and gentlemen she is so busy yes tell us a little bit about how you got started with that Um, I got started um, in my career as a fashion stylist, Mm -hmm. actually. So I was in that world for a really long time. And then I kind of stumbled upon weddings organically because my clients who are styling asked me to style their weddings. And I had no idea what that meant, but Pinterest had gotten really big that year. It was like late 2010, early 2011. And people were seeing what weddings could be for the first time. And they were like, oh, we could like make this like a big deal. And I don't think that that was a thing until really Pinterest came along and then eventually Instagram, which was like another story. Um, But it kind of organically went from fashion styling to styling and planning weddings. And we've been doing it for, it'll be nine years next month. Okay. Full time. Full time. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And do you run into people um, asking you you know, once you put wedding on the price, on the price tag, the price goes up. Yeah. The wedding tax, do you, the wedding tax. Uh-huh. Do you run into that? Um, cause I know I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, definitely. I mean, I think when people call us, they say, you know, either they come to us first and they're like, I have no idea what to do. I thought I'd hire a wedding planner, but most of the time people say, I thought I could do it myself. And then I started calling people. And the minute I use the word wedding, then all of these price tags started like cha-ching like popping up yeah and I can see that being a valid point for someone who's never done this before because I always say like as the client most people unless it's their second wedding obviously have never done this before and so they they perceive weddings to be this certain price and because they start hearing all these quotes but in reality it's just kind of what it is it is what it is and there are very specific reasons why things are priced the way that they are and it's our job as planners to educate and walk them through that process as best as possible and give them realistic expectations about what things cost yeah and that's what we're going to talk about today cool so you're the expert in all things excel budget spreads yep money love a good spreadsheet love a good math equation (laughs) not really i was terrible in math (laughs) at school but i could always do sales math so sales so math I. and budgeting, but like, honest to God, like, I don't think I, I don't think I passed algebra to be honest with you. Oh, I completely failed. Uh, was it algebra? Yep. Algebra in college. Yep. Twice. Yeah. And I barely passed the third time, Yeah, but I can do, I can do sales math. Yeah. In my like P and L's like all day long, but like, I just can't, I can't yeah. figure out the algebra. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm the same way. Yeah. Pretty much. So let's talk about, I want this, this podcast today to be really an educational thing for people cool for 
um, those in the industry, those starting out in the industry, um, for brides, for grooms, mm-hmm. um, because there is this sort of disconnect between what we cost, what weddings cost, what each vendor costs, mm-hmm. and then what is expected from yeah. the other side. So, you know, we're, you and I are based in California. Yeah. Southern California, it's so expensive to have a wedding here. Yep. And it's, it's the wedding capital of pretty much anywhere. I mean, people come from all over the world to get married in Southern California. First of all, because the weather. Weather. And then to the options. We have so many options. You can get married in the mountains or you can get married on the beach and you can get married anywhere in between. And yep. so it, it just lends itself really well to weddings because it's just so beautiful here all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's an insurance policy, number one. Yeah. Because like you said, it's beautiful all the time. Yeah. Um, and then New York, of course, you're working there a lot. And yeah. I, I know a little bit about New York, the New York market, and it is more expensive than <laughs> a fly. There's a fly flying that just, around. It's like they're they're listening to us. Or yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I know New York just costs more, but yeah. cost of living. You're right. But let's talk about the like an overall budget that we're playing with in Southern California because I know a lot of listeners are probably going to come from middle America or a smaller town. Yeah, and they're going to be like, what that much? Right. Totally different market totally different idea yeah but same concept yeah and I want people to realize that um running a business is very expensive right and so when you're when someone sees that you are making x amount of money on something they're thinking you're they think all that money goes to you totally yeah and you know when you break it down and that's what I do with my clients is I break it down right and I say think about it if it's something is you know, $6,000, two goes to your labor, two goes to your product. Exactly. Two goes to you. Well, especially for flowers. Flowers, I think, is the number one confusion, like confusing vendor to clients is because they're like, well, how can flowers cost that much? I can go to the flower market and buy, you know, a million roses for this much. And it's like, that's not the reality. Like, I'd like to see you create what you create or other florists create because yeah. it's not, there's a lot of labor. There's a lot of time and there's a lot of energy and a lot of talent and a lot of years of practicing that for so long to get that art, you know, the way that it is. So yeah, I think that's the hardest one for people, in my opinion, for people to wrap their head around. Yeah. And flowers too. Um, you know, the exchanging of, of goods. So yep. you if you think like if a flower is coming from, let's say Ecuador, yeah. it's being planted like cared for uh harvested sent over yeah it goes on the um the stock market like of flowers so crazy people like barter it it's yeah a billions it's of a dollars industry big deal yeah and then it gets to me and I'm getting the cheap end not R- fair right no totally so yeah. um walk me through like how many hours you put in for your service. Cause I think a lot of people are like, what is, what do they do? What do they do do all day? I can do it. Yeah. I mean, to put it into perspective, if it's like a full planning package, which is essentially 12 to 14 months of planning, that's 12 to 14 months of planning and design. I mean, easily 500 hours, a thousand hours, maybe something like that. I mean, a lot of time, a lot of energy goes into every single wedding that we do, whether it's a full planning package or partial or, um, with our, one of our associates, like a month of, but the other thing to realize too, is that people don't know like how much passion and dedication to each of our clients that we have. We limit our clients to 
20 weddings per planner per year as a company. So we're essentially like a boutique wedding planning company, which means we charge a higher premium because we are individually meeting each and every client's needs on a one-to-one basis and want to give them that individual attention that they deserve. And that's why we limit, you know, our amount of clients that we take on. And it also makes them feel like they're really well taken care of. And that's why our pricing is more of a premium price bracket because we really do make sure that we're not overbooking ourselves or overextending ourselves to serve our clients the way that we believe they should be served. Totally. And that's what we do too. Yeah. On our end. Yeah. Jeez. Mm, Okay. This is good. (laughs) Can you explain to us what you do on like in a package? From like start to finish, like what are they, what are clients getting? Yeah, so it depends on the package. We customize all of our packages to suit each individual client. So I never. A lot of couples will email us and ask us to send over our price list. We don't have a one size fits all price list, just like we don't have a one size fits all vendor list. We customize everything to everyone. Um, so what I'll do is I'll get on the phone with them. A phone consultation is a hundred percent necessary. And I would even go so far as to say, if you don't have, if you talk to a planner that doesn't want to get on the phone with you, that should be a little bit of a red flag because you're going to be in a relationship with this person for several months, if not years. So you want to be able to feel comfortable with them and they want to feel comfortable with you and make sure it's a good fit. So first we do our original phone call. We talk about their dream wedding, what that looks like. And then going back to setting like expectation, like that is the number one thing that we do in the phone call. I always ask what the overall wedding budget is. Mm -hmm. And I am, and I tell them this on the phone. I'm, I would say I'm really honest about money and what things cost. And I want to be realistic. And I want to tell you that, you know, this is realistic or this isn't realistic. I'll always be upfront about that because I'd rather have them go with someone else that might fit within their budget than us saying, oh yeah, we can do it. And then over promise and under deliver like that. We're not about that. So we'll set the expectation and then we take them through, I mean, a whole onboarding process with each of our clients. We have Mm -hmm. Google Sheets, Google Drives that we present to them. We do all of the vendor recommendations by client. So we never send them like a one-size-fits-all vendor list, like I mentioned. It's very customized. Um, And then there's meetings, there's phone calls. I mean, it's hundreds of emails. So, and that's hundreds of hours of not only my time as the lead planner, if I am the lead planner, but also our team's hours as well. We dedicate so much time and energy to each of our clients. So it's, it's a long process process a lot goes into it yeah and I will speak for our team as well I mean it's days and days leading up to the wedding oh yeah all we're thinking about oh yeah and I want to also say this for those listening is when you plan let's say a bridal shower baby shower for a friend at your house and you handle all of these little things. You have a couple meetings with friends. Right. Think of that times like a million. That is such a good example that I always forget to use. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, I have to play my sister's baby shower. It was a nightmare. I'm like, so yeah. So you're going to do that with 300 people as opposed to 30 people. It's like, it's insane. And under deliver on what you are hiring a vendor to do. Right. So it's, yeah. So I say every single time, no questions asked, month of coordination, or full, or full planning. Yeah. Or partial. Or partial. Yeah. Anything to do with a solid professional wedding planner to support you on the day. Yep. Bar none. Yeah. It's it's the best investment you can make. Totally. Totally. And talking about investment, I think that that's exactly what it is, what a wedding planner is. Because I get a lot of phone calls, maybe not to deal derail us too much, but that's like okay. the conversation of like people calling and asking, do you negotiate vendor 
pricing. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, oh, if I hire you, I'll save money. money. Because- and, and I've asked, I've had people ask me, how much will I save? What's the amount of money? And I actually tell people, I tell people the honest truth. And as I say, I don't negotiate with vendors. Um, I choose vendors that are the best that are going to fit within your budget. And that's how we give you the best wedding possible. I don't negotiate with vendors. I just, yeah. Or terrorists. I, either one. <laughs> I just don't because I know that the vendors work extremely hard. Now, on the flip side of that, vendors love working with us and thus they give us really good deals for our clients totally. simply because they love working with us and they're going to get a better deal because they're our clients than yeah. they would just going to them outside of our services. Yeah. But we value so much the community that we're in and we value the hard work of like you as a florist and like someone else as a videographer and a photographer that we're not going to just say, Oh, well, you know, what can you do for my client? That's, it's not really something that helps you as a client and it doesn't help the planner either. Like it's kind of like this weird kind of mis mm-hmm. misinformation that's been put out there that we negotiate. And I'm sure there are planners that do do that. And I think that's totally fine. It's just not a practice that we, we believe in, in our company. Yeah. And also the whole idea of kickbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't do kickbacks either. I only, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I got an email from somebody who wanted to submit a a flower proposal. Um, but they wanted me to add in another two or $3,000 and give that money back, back to, to the planner so and weird. I was like that's not how this works yeah I know that there are certain people that do that and like I said I I don't discount anyone for doing that I feel like if that if that's your business practice and you feel okay with that great it's just not what we do I think it's not honest to the client and it's quite frankly like a shady practice yeah <laughs> like why I don't know we we price ourselves out to what we're worth and we know how much that we're worth and we yeah. know how much our time is worth that we don't need to do those type of things hey guys it's your girl Carly I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. Well, that's a great lead into my next question was talking about worth as a business owner. Yeah. Because I think a lot of women, I'm going to speak to the women. Yeah. Guessing there's a lot of women here. Yeah. Um, They don't know their worth, so they underprice. Yeah. And then it essentially disservices them and the entire community. Totally. So once you price out in, in you know, a a normal person's eyes, Uh like, oh, you're $3,000 for the day or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but I can find someone to do it for 500. Sure. All of a sudden, a seasoned planner. Right is getting out bought by someone who has no idea what they're doing. So exactly. there's this like unregulated market going on. Yeah. And that's totally not okay. Yeah. No. By the way. Well, and I mean, how many stories do you have as a planner where a guest will come up to you and say, oh my gosh, I wish you were my wedding planner. Because, Every single wedding. Because either a friend or someone I found on a, I don't know, some sort of marketplace did it for half the price. And like my wedding was a nightmare. Because yeah. we have that happen, like you just said every single wedding. And if, I mean, you get what you pay for, right? I mean, that's, (laughs) that's what it comes down to. And it's like, women don't price themselves, um, 
usually the, what they're worth because they don't usually that's like an unseason that's like a very young thing to think or like almost like not to offend anyone but it's like a kind of an immature way of thinking because they haven't done the work that we have to get where we are because obviously we all deal with like issues of like self-worth sometimes but like this is this goes beyond self-worth this is like the worth of your business and the business always comes first because that means then your clients will have a great experience if your business is going terrible then your clients are going to experience that too yeah so it's always like you have to protect that part of it yeah And I think, I mean, if we're being frank and honest about it, I think it definitely even goes back to, it's not a worth issue. It's an ego issue Yeah, because it's saying, well, I'm not good enough for this. So you're obviously thinking only about yourself right? when really it's impacting every single person around you. And if you really care about that, like you think you do, right? then you would price accordingly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it all comes down to get what you pay for that type of, you know, which it's, it's just the reality of, of things. And there, it's not to say that there aren't amazing planners out there that charge maybe less than we do. I'm definitely not saying that. It's just that there are a lot of people that will call us and say, oh, well, why is that so expensive? Or this is so expensive. And I just say, you know, we've been doing this for, it'll be nine years next month. We have a team of very seasoned, very professional wedding planners that really know what they're doing. And our work shows that. So if you found us on Instagram, that work on there, like that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And that's what I tell my clients too. I say, or pre-clients. Yeah. What you see is this is the cost. Of exactly. That. Yeah. So anything less. Yeah. And also it's not something I want as a, as a business owner to step into a lower bracket because then it's a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, well you do that. Okay, great. Like it's right. harder to get back up to the premiums. Totally. Bracket. And that is where ultimately you can sustain a business right. in Southern California and pay your bills and exactly. not have as much, I mean, as much stress, I guess, in that. Yeah. I think then the scarcity aspect comes through because totally. I came at that tipping point in my business where it was like, we're pricing more, like we're increasing our prices each year, which is what a healthy business typically tends to do. And then what happens is you get the scarcity mindset. I've talked to so many women entrepreneurs in the wedding industry and in the fashion industry that say, I, I feel like I need to increase my prices, but I can't because I'm scared no one's going to call me. And it's like, that is the, that's like the tipping point of like yeah. where that comes from. And it's like, you have to trust that the, the reputation that you've built and your brand will support you during that time of when you feel like, oh my gosh, no one's going to hire me because that's just not true. It's so, it's so true. I had a situation yesterday where, um, and and I'm not a sales, as much of a salesperson as you are, Yeah. but I had that thing where I was starting to like justify the price to somebody and the woman looked at me and she goes, you don't have to justify this to me. Wow. And I was like, that's impressive though. Cause most people don't have that insight to say that. And I, I feel like, but it just really helped me to go, I, I can't be doubting myself right. because it's going to show totally. And ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So having that, um, just opening yourself up to, Hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out and see yeah. what happens. Maybe test one or two. If it doesn't have to be like a giant shift, right? Exactly. It can be one or two inquiries, mm-hmm. see where it goes. Yeah. Cause I know when I, and I'll also say another thing, I raised my prices a couple of years ago and that first year was a little tough. Sure. Just like 
the market was, my market was shifting. Yeah. It's like growing pains. Yeah, exactly. So now I have these big shoes to fill, but that market only knows me. So then, but then the next year it was like, no problem, Mm -hmm. no problem, no problem. Right. So it's not necessarily every time going to be that instantaneous, though it could be, but having the courage to step into that and, and recognizing that this is a marathon Yep. and being a business owner is a lot of work and a lot of years to develop what we're doing. Exactly. Right. So even, I mean, I, even three or four years ago, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be at that place yet. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And then do you have any tips for like, say a bride comes to you and they're like, I just can't afford a planner at all. Yeah. Um, because obviously there are, um, you know, a market for people that need that lower budget planner. Sure. And that's no shame in that at all. No. Yeah. Um, but if someone just cannot afford a planner, what, yeah. what would you say? Like what is some tips that they could, do I would say or resources? the biggest investment that you can make is a month of planner, not a day of planner a month of planner. Totally Find someone that is month of, there is no way, I don't care who you are, that you can know the details that go into a wedding in two weeks. And not only that, but that adds more stress on you as a bride because then you're catching that person up on all the work that you've done in two weeks. It's super stressful. So our minimum is month of. That's all that we do minimum, no matter what the circumstance. Um, That being said, after month of, definitely like look on YouTube for resources. Like there are so many amazing videos out there that like show you tips and tricks about budget. Um, The other thing to remember is like guest count. Guest count is the number one indicator of how expensive a wedding is because each guest has two things attached to it, food and beverage and rentals. And those are usually your biggest costs. And if your guest count goes down, your budget's going to go down. If it goes up, it's going to go up. So being very conscious of that, if you're a bride that can't necessarily afford a planner or a extended month planner, have a month of and be very cautious of your guest list. And I know that's very difficult for people to have big families, but it is the number one cost. Totally. I totally agree. And what's a big misconception when it comes to people? Um, I guess you kind of answered that, but like, what's the biggest money suck too? Like, is there ways that, okay, better question. What are things that people can eliminate? Are there things? Cause I have a hard time with that. Cause I'm like, well, I, yeah, it's that's sort of like a, building a house. Totally. It's you such a hard question. Like eliminate the door or the window. Literally. It's such a hard question too, especially because people, what people see on Instagram is usually what they want. And I always have to tell people like, listen, like that, that Instagram, that wedding was X amount of dollars. And then it's able to put that into perspective. But I would say, I mean, again, it's the guest count. I hate to say it. And I hate to like tell you that you have to like uninvite people or like put these people off your guest count. But it's like, in my opinion, the best weddings are the most intimate weddings that don't cost a lot of money. Those are like every wedding, like my favorite weddings that we've ever done. Under a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. Every and time. again, like there's going to be people who are listening to this. They're like, I come from Italian families and they're going to be like, well, you don't know. My mom's side has 600 people on it or whatever. I'm like, I get that. But like, you also don't want the wedding to like put you in a hole financially and guest count is the way that it'll do that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it's hard to, to say to people, you know, start saving for your wedding, but, if, right. but start saving for your wedding. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's yeah, like, yeah, most of our clients pay for their wedding themselves now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we pay for the majority of our wedding yeah. and my parents helped graciously, but like a lot of it came down to our finances and a lot of couples are doing that now. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, start saving for your wedding and 
also like have a realistic expectation about what it's going to cost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And where you're getting married. Because like you said, California and New York are two really big extremes. They're two of the most expensive places to get married in the country. Whereas like if you're getting married in Georgia, like you can have an amazing wedding for like 250 people for like $35,000, which yeah. like here it's like not even possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also will tell people, this is a, a pro tip. Don't get married in so far outside of a major city where so all the vendors have to travel to. Yep. Because that's where then your money goes there. Exactly. Like, you know, so. Yeah. No, that's um, a good point. Or like a destination, like an all-inclusive, like Cabo or something. Yeah. You could do that. But yeah, I mean, high high fashion weddings, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, are just so expensive yeah. because it's all custom. Like, yeah. All this stuff's custom. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how many things are custom built in our weddings, like that they're literally built from scratch that day. That's what we call like a high production wedding. Um, but there's amazing weddings that we do all the time that are super detail oriented, that are super tailored to the client and they're amazing weddings and they don't cost a fortune. They're just really well stylized. And that's where the planner and the designer can come in really handy and can be an investment because we can make it look more expensive than it is a lot of the time. Yeah. But then at the same time, like we have to be realistic about what things cost. Yeah. I always tell my clients too, if you want a gallery at the end of the, at the end of your wedding, yeah that reflects, you know, a full spread table spread. Let's just photograph one table and yeah. rent those items or whatever. Yeah. Or their so sweetheart a, table, their head table, like yeah. invest in those special things. And then, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So there's tons of ways. Um, and I think your, your YouTube this next year will probably yeah. have some of that. Yeah, I think I so. I just came up with a subject there. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, anything else to add for on budget, on the budget front? Cause I, um, this, I think this is just really good. And yeah, I mean, knowing that a planner is an investment, I'm not saying that only because I'm a planner, but because I see it all the time and I have friends that don't use planners and just have really bad experiences and they're like setting was, up tables. I was up all night doing my flowers. Oh yeah. My wedding. Like, it's like, why? why do you want to spend that much money and that much time and then have your day go absolutely like horribly, totally. you know? So investing in a planner, not just to save money. Cause yes, we can save you money because of the knowledge that we come. We do this every we weekend. We save you a lot of time. Literally and a time lot of and stress. Yeah. And it's like time is money and we save you a lot of that like time and we vet the best people for you. Yeah. So it's like, who wouldn't want that? Totally. You know? Well, and my clients always go, people are asking me all the time, are you stressed? Right. And they're like, no, no, should money. I be? <laughs> That's <laughs> my like, favorite. You absolutely don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can, you know, text. Yeah. So-and-so exactly, you know, if I need to or whatever. Totally. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is so helpful. I think that it's helpful for industry to recognize that we need to be pricing better. Yep. We need to be raising the bar for ourselves yeah. because it's impacting everyone in the industry. It's impacting families. It's impacting their kids. Like totally. And how lifestyle is happening. And this, there's too much money floating around in this industry yeah. for us to not be able to like grasp onto it. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So thank you for coming. Of I have a couple of questions for you. Lightning round. Cause Go I know them the last time. Go yeah. for it. Okay. So if you could choose the last meal, what would it be? Um, so this is so like lame, but Bullet steak and lobster. Right? It's like so dumb, oh, but like, but I so mean, good. steak and lobster with garlic sauce. Probably when we were in New York, you had that big steak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds like so cliche, but that <sighs> would, that's what it would be. That or probably like ramen, to be honest with you. Oh, like yeah, I would have like a hard time choosing between <laughs> those, but yeah, those, that would be it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Are you a dog or a cat person? Dog person. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love cats. Love I'm cats. allergic to them too, but I've never liked them. And dogs are just like, like I will stop and pet a dog. I don't care where I am. 
like people I'm like you know but dogs I love dogs I would have 500 if I could I'd have a whole compound you have two right I have two only two they can't fit, I can't fit more on the bed is the problem oh, or I'd fit you. more you know yeah got it <laughs> have you listened to any pods lately any great ones that you any great ones um well I love Joe Rogan um though it has nothing to do with the wedding planning industry at all I think he's the best podcaster I just okay. he's like the OG I just love I've listened to all of them um the other one I was telling you about was like the financial diet which is also really good. I love Ashley Graham's new podcast. I yeah. didn't know she had a podcast till like two days ago, and I really like it. So I would say those three are the three that I'm listening to. That's awesome. The most. Well, thank you for going with our lightning round. Yeah, two. of course. Um, where can people find you? Um, Instagram at stylishdetails and online at stylishdetailsevents.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks so much. Of course. This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.